Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined today by a fairly new co-host, Katie Snevice. Hello, Katie. Hi, Sarah. How are you? It's good to have you back on. I'm so excited I made the cut. You invited me back. <laughs> yes, your tri- <laughs> your trial run on the running after breast cancer episode. And we got such great feedback about you. In fact, I remember one person said you sound just like Katie Couric. <gasps> I always wanted to be here when I, when I grew up. So maybe I still have another um, career in front of me. You never know. Yes, more runway. Yes, it's, it must be the first name, I think. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yes, so glad to have you back on. And uh, so you're going to be um, you're going to be rotating through on our cast of co hosts. So yes, 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 yes. So uh, we had a very exciting my family had a very exciting event this week, which what that I want to share. Yes, tell us. Uh, Yes, which is that. So john, my 14 year old son is a member of a pre professional dance program at his school. And uh, it is called the Jefferson Dancers here in Portland. And they got to perform at the halftime show of the Portland Trailblazers basketball game against the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> and Alex like lights up. He didn't know this. That's a great game. That was one of the best games of the year. It was a great game. That's so funny. It went into overtime. And John, who is not a huge basketball fan, said, <laughs> so they got to, they performed at halftime. They watched the first quarter. And then the second quarter, they went down and were getting ready, you know, right. and, and figuring out where they were supposed to be to go on to the whole you know court and yeah. he did so then afterwards they got to watch the rest of the game and john said he goes it went into overtime i was so tired i just wanted to go home <laughs> oh my god that's so funny those yeah. games do last forever but that's so exciting is this something that jefferson dancers does like no, once a year or is no. this a brand new thing good question that was the first time the jefferson dancers had ever performed at a blazers game wow. so yeah and i mean at the moda center it's you know a big like ja- john and i saw katie perry perform there i'm like john you're going to wear katie perry's man <laughs> <laughs> did they get to meet any of the players and are uh, they gigantic in real life is my big question <laughs> right um so i don't believe alex is nodding his head that they, they are gig- gi- ginormous <laughs> damien Lillard. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's actually the only normal sized one. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, all right. He's like 6'2. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's short. 6'2. Okay, he's the only player whose name I know, so I've now expended all my Trailblazers. <laughs> he scored 61 points that game. No, he did not. He scored 61. That what? is am- that is amazing. That's a franchise record for the Blazers. <laughs> wow, that's look at that! Yeah. <laughs> so so records all around. John, it wasn't for- boring. <laughs> 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 he didn't say it was boring. He just said he got very tired. So oh, they okay. so th- so it was um, Martin Luther King holiday, and mm-hmm. so they were the halftime, and they did a uh, about an eight minute long hip hop number, and um, so it was to set to music by. Missy Elliott and Chris Brown that boy the explicit version of that song is not pretty like the version that they do it to which is the clean version Mm -hmm. um, which explains why there's so much uh, melody and not as much lyrics in that song Uh, and uh, (laughs) so so Jack my husband got to be there at the game and so I mean like worlds collide Jack adores pro sports and having his son be a dancer so I mean that the two could meet up 
And uh, but He's then really beaming from <laughs> ear to ear. That's so cool. Yeah. So and then but a friend of mine who was in the like nosebleed seats, she recorded the whole thing on her phone and posted it on Facebook. So I watched it. Oh, I got so teary eyed. And oh, it was it was very exciting. So he said he said it was a real thrill. And um, he said, though, it was interesting that the way they had the lights on them, you couldn't really see the aud- the audience. So okay. he, he, d- he didn't get too nervous. I was yeah. going to say, does he get too nervous? I feel like he he's so confident and, you know, he just loves it so much that he probably doesn't. But maybe, I'm sure everyone gets nerves before you go out on a big stage like that. Well, the, the best story was was um, that so he was supposed to be the first one to run out onto the floor on. Um, what do you call that? The boards or what? What do you call that? The, the court. The court. The there court. you go. That's the word. The court. Oh, gosh. The boards. <laughs> so, <laughs> you might have to edit that out, Alex. <laughs> no, he's leaving it in. Let's make let's make Sarah look bad. Uh, so, so, so he was supposed well, to be throwing the Chuck Taylors. <laughs> <run onto> the <laughs> so he was, suppo- he was supposed to be the first one to run out there, but instead he let, uh, this junior, uh, young woman, Zoe run out and she just is, uh, she's the most fabulous dancer. And she's so, she's as beautiful as she is talented. And so he goes, I had Zoe run out first. I was like, that was a very smart move, son. And he was like, yeah, I thought so too. Smart. <laughs> he, he had that all planned. Yeah. He knew the audience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So he had a lot of fun, had a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking about um, songs with explicit lyrics, this happened to me recently. So Cake by the Ocean, do you guys know that song? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So when we went to the Jonas Brothers concert, which is the last time I was on the podcast, they played it and it was, it was so much fun. So the next day I'm like, I'm going to play you guys this great song in my car. And I have, you know, a 10 and eight and a seven year old girls. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't realize that it was the explicit version. I mean, every other word is the (laughs) F word in that song. I was trying to like hurry and hit my radio to stop it before they said it. And I turn around and they're all just staring at me with their eyes open. Of course, they've never heard that word from my mouth or Dan's mouth before, but it was, I was dying. I'm like, why, you know, just give me the PG version. We don't need that. Oh no. I guess I didn't didn't realize that that song has a lot of explicit lyrics in it. Or maybe I just downloaded the wrong one, but lesson learned that you should really do your homework before you play a song like that. Right. Have Tipper Gore stop stop by, make sure you have the clean lyrics. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. So well, our intro chit chat is going to be a little bit shorter than usual because you and I are going to address the topic that we are going to be talking about, which is morning routines. And um, so this is going to be part of a, it's the first of an ongoing series. I'm very excited about that looks at runners routines And so I had just decided that, um, you know, kind of asking women what their morning routine is was going to be just this one-off episode. I posted about it on Twitter and another Sarah on Twitter was like, oh, you need to make that a series like race day routines and long run routines, cross training routines. I'm like, well, that's a brilliant idea. It is such a good idea because people have so many different ways that they approach, you know, all of these kind of whether it's just a daily routine or a big milestone race. And it's, mm-hmm. you can learn so much from other, I mean, there are so many things that I learned when I was approaching my marathon that I would have never thought had I heard about other people's routines going into it. So I think people will love it and, and get a lot of, out of it as well. Exactly. And, and I know that, I know I love hearing just about kind of regular mother, quote unquote, regular mother runners, just getting out and getting it done. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so really excited about that. So, 
So you and I are going to talk about our morning routines. Okay. Yes, yes. And um, so the idea for this episode came to me last fall because I changed my morning routine and I am very much a creature of habit. So that's a big deal. Um, So I substituted meditating for foam rolling. Um, And what made you decide to do that? I know you told me this before, but was it just, you know, kind of come to you? Was it something that you just wanted to incorporate into your life? I mean, how did that happen? Well, I got to say part of it is that I have, it's been little snippets of conversation and comments by past guests on the podcast, talking about people who, you know, uh, maybe have a gratitude journal, or who um, kind of uh, do mindfulness, or just kind of take, oh, I remember um, Ellie was talking, our uh, dietitian in the Train Like a Mother Club was saying how she really limits her news that she exposes herself to first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted something because I used to foam roll and listen to NPR at the same time. Right. And so I was like, okay, I need a little buffer before I get into the news. (laughs) So part of of it was wanting to have a so I I don't get on any type of media whatsoever, um, social or, um, you know, news before I do my daily calm my 10 minute daily calm. So yeah, so I brush my teeth in silence. Uh, so. That is that is impressive. And I think that everyone can learn that lesson because I get on just one thing and it leads down a rabbit hole and all oh, of a sudden it's been mm-hmm. 20 minutes and I don't even know what happened to my, you know, reflective part of my morning. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. I need to start doing that as well. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so I wake up 35 minutes before I need to leave the house to meet Molly for a run. And (laughs) it's 35. It's not 30. Because when I wake up, quote, unquote, only half an hour before I feel kind of rushed. So I found 35 minutes gives me a little cushion. And does Um, that time vary? Like on a Monday, it's mm -hmm. six, Tuesday, it's Six fifteen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Good question. Yeah, that Molly and I meet at uh, 610 on Tuesdays versus six on Wednesdays. So I, okay. you know, yeah, just, just the, um, iPhone alarm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does it wake up Jack or is he snoozing through it? Oh, he snooze. He and yeah. Augie snooze through the whole thing. Yeah. Right, yeah and, right. and a lot of times I wake up before my alarm. So then I just turn it off and get, okay. get started. So, so I immediately brush my teeth. I splash a little water on my face. Um, I poop. Uh, perhaps for the first of several times before my run, this will <laughs> you be a, clean that guy out. Yeah, this will be a recurring uh, theme and question on this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then I get dressed and my clothes are laid out. Uh, I lay them out the night before in the bathroom. That's sort of a new, probably sometime last year I started doing that. That I used to instead wake up and go over and like go through my drawers and with my little you know flashlight and everything. And I decide, nope, you know I can spend a couple minutes before. <laughs> the night before put them in the bathroom um you know that's sorry interrupt yeah that is what's interesting to me because i you are such a a planner right and you've got your routine and i am really not as you'll learn Uh um in a few minutes but that is one thing that i definitely do do is lay my clothes out the night before not that i care what i look like in the morning but it would be I, I think it that would be the hardest part for me is trying to figure out what to wear if I didn't have it laid out the night before. So that's interesting that you just started doing that. Well, because and you know, um, part of it was learning that from being roomies with Dimity on our, 
you know, whenever we travel for business is she would always um, very thoughtfully lay her stuff out kind of near like in the hotel bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so, so that she could get there because we share a room. And then so then she could get dressed there. Um, so like if she was going to the hotel gym before I got up to run or something like that. Got it. Yeah, so, um, well, but also my whole um, reason for not doing it was the weather can change so much. You know, it can say that it's going to be rainy and 50 and you wake up and it's like, you know, dry and 55. So that's a different outfit than if it's going to be rainy. So Of course, and that changes overnight for you. Like I look the night before and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, it's going to be 20 degrees at 6 a.m. I know what to do. And nothing really changes in those (laughs) seven hours, but it can for Portland. And that's, yeah, (laughs) throw the whole thing off. Thank you for thank you for appreciating my my microclimate out here. Thank you. Um, so uh, then I head downstairs to um, spend a little time with our cats because they just love that I get up early. Got to feed them. So um, cute. Uh, yes, yes, and they talk to me and uh, and then I put a noon tablet in a water bottle to dissolve mm-hmm. and, and then I sit on the couch and I meditate for ten minutes using the Calm app, doing the daily calm. Okay. And gosh, I just love that. I just, oh, I love it. It is, it's, it's changed my life. It really has. That's, I mean, again, that's just amazing. It's something so simple that can set the tone for the whole day. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I think, completely. Gosh, I have a lot of things I need to work on in 2020, but I think that would be a good one. Um, It, It also, I mean, Phoebe, my older, my 18 year old daughter, she said to me, she mentioned how much uh, more patient I seem when I'm out in public. And Ooh. so, I mean, for her to, to notice that, and she, she asked me what it was due to. And I said, I think it's due to doing the daily calm. Interesting. And mm-hmm. that's so wise of her to point that out to you. And that's yeah. you know, a nice compliment from your, from I know. your older daughter. <laughs> exactly. From my teenager. I don't, I don't think my kids would ever say that to me. They'd be like, mom, you're just not calm at all. I mean, maybe when they're 18, but not, not right now. <laughs> you don't see your, your seven-year-old Annie saying that to you. <laughs> no. She'd be like, will you stop yelling at me to put my shoes on? I'm like, well, then just put your shoes on. Then this will all not happen. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> oh, those days. You know that I got to say those days, you got a long time left for the yelling at, for the shoes, man. Oh it's, my God. It's... Why is it so difficult? I mean, I don't even care if you wear flip-flops during the wintertime anymore. That's where I'm at. Just put your shoes on so we can get out the door. I, I really don't care what's on your feet. Just something. And maybe you're going to go barefoot one day. I don't know, but I can't take this anymore. Just something. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just this morning. John, get your shoes on. John, get your shoes on. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Does it ever stop? No. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I do the daily calm. Then after that, that's when I, you know, um, see what the daily podcast, what the episode's about for the day. That's when I download it. He's been um, on a roll lately. I mean, he always has a really good podcast, but I've listened to him religiously the past couple of weeks. It's, it's so mm-hmm. good. It's so oh. good. Oh my gosh. It's also so funny because Jack can't stand Michael Barbaro's voice. <gasps> and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like heresy, heresy. I just was just li- going to say that. How can <laughs> you not like his voice? It's so soothing. Oh, oh my gosh. Sexy. I don't oh, know. exactly. I'm agreeing. I'm, I, that was for Jack, the face. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Alex made a face and I was like, wait, but Alex has seen Michael Barbaro in real life. And the best was that you said he was the best dressed man He's you've ever seen. <laughs> really? Oh, I, I don't think I've ever even Googled an image of him. Now I'm Incredible. going to. 
Amazing, amazing dresser. Incredible <laughs> yeah, you, you said he was the uh, best dressed man you've ever seen in real life. <laughs> was he at the podcast convention you went to, Alex? Yeah, yeah. I might yeah. have to sneak in your bag next time just so yeah. I can meet him. Right, him and his salt and pepper hair. Audio festival. Say, oh, audio. Oh, it's an audio <laughs> festival. It's not a podcast <laughs> convention, Katie. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> there goes my job. This is my no, second good. and last yeah. time as co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, I call the shots around here. She's staying. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then I uh, put on my running shoes, my lights this time of year, d- try to poop again. Definitely pee one last time because, you know, mm-hmm. I've been, been up for 35 minutes. So, you know, there's been a little collection. And, sure. and then I drink the entire bottle of noon, typically chug it sometimes. How? on the how in the world do you chug an entire bottle of noon and then not have to pee 10 times during your run? That is because I sweat like a mofo. You do even when it's well, cause it's, I guess it's so dry here in Colorado. I mean, I do not sweat even on 15 mile runs. It, so you just sweat cause it's so humid. Right? humid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, and then I head out. So that's my, that's my routine. What is, what is your routine? And, and the, but the, I have to say that, that, um, there were several reasons why I wanted you to host this episode, but one is no because one else was available. <laughs> right, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> At least we're honest with each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, so because it seems to me that you're, that you maybe don't have as set a routine because you have a lot of move, moving pieces. You have a lot of different factors. You're the mom, as you've said, of three young girls, you work part-time from home, your husband's a runner who needs to get to work on the early side. So, mm-hmm. you know, tell us what your, what a weekday morning looks like for you. So your routine is, is, is exactly that. Like it's very structured and I appreciate that. And I swear at one point in my life, I used to have a routine, but um, now I think mine could be summed up with the word haphazard, (laughs) but I'm okay with that. And so, and it definitely has changed over the past couple of years, you know, three or four years ago when I, I ran by myself most of the time and I ran early in the morning and I would again, look at the weather the night before, before I went to bed, set out my clothes and I'd be on my way and I would Uh run mostly by myself. But in the past couple of years, I've met two friends at my kid's school that I run with and I adore them. They're two of my closest friends and we have so much fun running together. So now it's really based on all of our schedules. Oh, Um, I don't think I knew that about you. That's good. Yeah. And so, you know, luckily I do have a lot, a lot of flexibility during the day. I mean, the one thing that is always the same as my husband, Dan leaves between six 30 and seven every morning. So mm. it's hard for me to run early in the morning. Um, it is. And my two friends don't run earlier in the morning. They have a lot of flexibility during the day too. So Dan runs, he does the first shift in the morning. Um, and then he'll come home and he gets ready for work. And so I, you know, make the lunches. I do the breakfast. I freaking make them put their shoes on, you know, all of those things. I drive them to school, which I love except for the shoe part. Um, and so then a lot of times my two friends and I text each other on Sunday nights, like, Hey, when can you run this week? And it's not consistent. Um, it's not every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but it generally is, we drop our kids off at school and then we go for a run, um, which is super fun. And so 
they both have little, little kids. So there's usually a stroller or maybe two with us, my oh daughter, Charlie, who's, you know, this crazy chocolate lab. I mean, so we are a circus running. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, people are like, what is wrong with those ladies? We've been yelled at by other runners in Wash Park. No we way. Been, oh yeah. Because we, you know, we're pretty conscious about scooting over, but sometimes when you're you know, for engaged. Deep. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you're just chit chatting or whatever. Like it, it happens. Um, but that is, but that's really what my routine is based on because I would much rather run with them yeah. than, you know, stick to whatever my routine is, but yeah, yes. so we usually drop our kids off, go for a run. And it kind of, the mileage depends. I mean, last year, myself and my, one of the, so two out of three of us were running a marathon in the fall last year. So oh. we took our mileage up you know, together on the long run days. And then the, our third friend just wouldn't, she would run with part of us or part of the run with us. And then we would continue on. So it nice. worked. And then like this year, the third friend is running a triathlon. So we'll kind oh. of, so that's, what's fun about it is you can weave in the goals and the yeah. race races. Um, so yeah, so there, it's not, you know, it's kind of, it really is based on that and also what's going on with my kids, but it's, it's as much of a routine as I think I'm going to get right now. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, it's, it's just fun as you know, and you've talked about this for so long is I find so much more, so much enjoyment running with friends and oh, catching yeah. up with them at the same time and talking about anything from our husbands to our kids, to school, to work, to, I mean, it's nothing ever too deep, but I cherish that time way more than, than, you know, making sure I get up at 6am every day to run. So that's, that's my routine. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Well, you and I are going to talk with four mother runners about their morning routines after this brief break. Stay tuned. Our first guest is Leah Wiesner, a mom of one who lives in Combined Locks, Wisconsin. Fortunate enough to know her. She's a Bammer Baster for us. And she was also at our Wisconsin retreat last May. Welcome to the show, Leah. Thank you so much for having me. Leah, tell us a little bit about your running background um, and the age of your child. Sure. My son, Josiah, is eight years old, and my running background is probably standard run-of-the-mill. Like most people, I played a lot of sports growing up. My parents encouraged us to play everything. Um, I wasn't really good at anything, though. Uh, <laughs> soccer was probably the one sport. <laughs> and uh, in eighth grade, our... Um, middle school started its first ever cross country team. So I was one of three girls who went out and awesome. um, obviously made the team <laughs> because <laughs> you need to have five. So <laughs> yeah, we went to meets, never really got to compete, but um, I always came in last place and I was fine with that. that. I thought, you know, somebody had to, and I would cheer people on as they passed me. I just liked to be out there. Aww. And my dad enjoyed coming to watch me runs. So um, that's where I started getting the love of running, but it didn't really stick until uh, about 10 years ago when I was in my late 20s. I had lost um, about 40 pounds and I was on the elliptical a lot and I was watching The Biggest Loser and that was the first season they made their contestants run a half marathon. Ooh. I was like, hey, if they can run a half marathon, I should be able to. Um, and the next day I was driving into work and literally saw a sign for a half marathon <laughs> in a month. Oh, okay. A literal sign. Uh -huh. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, on the side of the road. And um, I went co couch to the half marathon in a month. Oh, what? my gosh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Definitely do not recommend it. Um, <laughs> I had running shoes. Like, my shoes were from Payless, I think, at the time. So I had to quick run out and get some from uh, the women's Nike store. But I ran my first half marathon. And 
kept running after that. I think I'm up to 24 half marathons. I'm training for my 13th full. I've done a 50 miler. So wow. I just like running. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's incredible. And, and the fact that you were able to just get that motivation and jump on it is, is really cool. Um, I've heard that you've been doing Simply Nourished and how has that kind of transformed your morning and evening routines? Yeah. So I did the fall Simply Nourished and um, I remember listening to a podcast and having Ellie talk about taking control of your mornings. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of had a morning routine because I work full time out of the house. Um, But back in November, she had us do this Kaizen on our routine, which I work in um, customer logistics and doing um, Kaizen and uh, continuous improvement and things like that. So that really struck wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what Kaizen means. Me either. Yeah, I actually Googled it. Um, <laughs> so I could remember because I had to re- remind myself this morning, but it's a Japanese word and it means change for better. Oh. And it's um, a continuous, it refers to any improvement, one time or continuous, large or small. Oh, huh. hmm. okay. Yeah, so we kind of mapped out what our morning routine already was. And I, I've always had one, but we're still always running out the door. I felt like I never, um, we were doing things last minute. And, you know, there was some yelling at my house in the morning trying to remind my son to get his shoes on or <laughs> get his backpack ready, you know. So um, I mapped out what I needed to get done and what he needed to get done. I kind of merged them together and um, saw where I could cut some of the fluff and do in the evening. Like um, we, my bathroom where I get ready um, before running and for work is in our basement. So every evening I pick out what I'm going to wear for the next day for work and I bring it down to the basement. So that way I'm not running up and down the steps um, after I get, while I'm getting ready. I make my son set out his clothes. Um, we pack our lunches in the evening when the I'm cleaning up the kitchen from dinner because I'm already cleaning the kitchen. And then in the morning, I felt like I was packing our lunches and then recleaning the kitchen. So mm-hmm. it's just doing little things. Yeah. To get it ready. So that way it's good to go. And I actually, um, use a lot of checklists and to-do lists. Mm-hmm. And so every morning I write a to-do list for the evening and include some of his chores and mine in there of what we need to do to prep ourselves for the next day. So that way he can cross off what he did too. So he feels like he has a little bit more control and things go smoothly. Is that motivating to him? Because I've definitely thought about doing that for my kids. We've done like sticker charts before and it works, but then it kind of loses his luster. But I think a check off, like something that they can actually physically check off or cross off would be super motivating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's how it is at our house too. I've done chore charts and yeah, they last for a week and they fall out to the wayside or allowance charts or yeah. (laughs) And this is one that it's, we're not perfect because not every day do I remember to do it. And he plays a lot of hockey. So some evenings were on the run, but it keeps him in line. And so, yeah, it keeps that motivation. And I think he realizes that, Hey, if I do this today, then maybe tomorrow morning I will get ready even sooner. And then I can watch a little bit more TV before I have to go to school. Okay. So that's the carrot for him. Yeah. <laughs> smart. So, so what time do you wake up Leah? Um, in between four and four thirty. Oh, <gasps> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and then, and then you're at, 
you're in an office. So, I mean, I, I take it you can't nap during the day, right? No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> I don't think they would encourage that. <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. That Because that, when we post, when we, to get people, to get, to find guests to be on this show, I posted on Facebook and I was just astonished by the wake up times of some mm-hmm. people. There's one woman who got up at 2.45 and mm. wow, 4 to 4. Th- that, it seems rough to me to wake up before 5 a.m. Um, yeah, it took some used, getting used to. Um, I never was a morning person. It mm. was about three and a half years ago when I realized that I could no longer work out in the evenings. It just wasn't flexible with our schedule and I needed to become a morning person. And so I actually started, I think, first for the first month getting up at 5.30, the next month getting up at 5. And I slowly started doing 4.30. And now I creep into pre-4.30 if I absolutely need to, but I try to keep it at 4.30 or later. Wow. What time do you go to bed the night before? Um, usually 9.30 is my cutoff. Okay. <laughs> that was with the Simply Nourished, like you, you, your evening plan also has like a bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. So my bedtime routine is I, lights are off and we're in bed by 9.30. Um, so, and I told my husband that he's more than welcome to stay up after me, um, but I, I'm done. By mm-hmm. 9.30, I'm in bed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, so your workout clothes, I thought it was that, that it was, I thought the dresser was next to the dryer. And so you just took things from the dryer or from the hanging rack and put them into, into the drawers right there. Is that the way it works? Yeah. Yeah. The bathroom is like this, it's the largest bathroom I've ever seen, but it has a washer and dryer in it. (laughs) We have convenient. We have one of those on our, in our basement, we have our washer dryer and in the bathroom and that's where our guest bedroom is too. And I think some guests are like, wait, why do you have a washer dryer in your bathroom? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you got a free place to stay in Portland. (laughs) (laughs) And the vanity is like the largest vanity in our, in our house, like of all our bathrooms. It's the nicest place to get ready. It has the most lighting. And so, (laughs) okay. So you've claimed that as your place to get ready because then you can turn on the lights and kind of get, get in your own mode. Right. Yeah, I didn't claim it. I kind of say I was more banished to the basement. Um, about, yeah, about a year after living at our current house, my husband one day was like, you do realize that the bathroom in the basement has a really nice vanity and large mirror and a lot of space and it would just probably be more convenient. And there's a shower in that bathroom too. He's like, it'd probably more, be more convenient if you get ready down there. So I took that as my hint. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, you know, one other thing that you mentioned was that you write in a gratitude journal, which I'm really mm-hmm. intrigued by. I, um, that is another thing that I have not done, but I'm interested in doing. So tell me a little bit about that and when you write in it and you know yeah. what, what you typically capture in there. Yeah, I was actually lucky that I won it from Ellie doing Simply Nourished. Um, She had us post on Facebook or something like that, and one of us won. And so she sent it to me. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah. It was like, this is interesting. I should probably start doing this. Um, I will not lie. Some days I am grateful for a treadmill or coffee or a hot shower after running in Wisconsin weather in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it makes That's me okay. think of something. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me think of something before the day starts to, and you know, because as soon as the day starts going and, you know, we start catching up on social media or I log into work or my son gets up and there's a million things going on, it's always the, the negative things. So this actually makes me sit down, think of three positive things that, yes, yeah, sometimes it is the treadmill because I was able to get up and get my workout and um, my husband works a lot of nights. So if he's not home, I have to, I have to figure something out. So I am grateful that we have a treadmill 
so I can get my workouts in or, you know, um, I'm grateful that I have a job that's very flexible because I log in and work in the morning before um, I have to um, actually go into the office because then I can get my son off to school. So it's sometimes it's little things that are tangible um, mm -hmm. and probably not the best things to be grateful for, but at least it's something. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's the the when, when I was talking in the intro about, you know, kind of tips I've learned from people on the podcast. And I think that a gratitude journal can be kind of intimidating to some people because you think it has to be, oh, I'm grateful that, you know, they were able to mediate that you know, um, you know, resolution and, and now there won't be war in that part of the country, you know, part of the world or something. It doesn't need to be mm, huge right. like that. Or I'm, I'm glad we, you know, discovered, you know, a, a cure for cancer or something. I mean, there's not, it doesn't have to be huge. I think it, it can be just appreciating the, the quote unquote smaller things in your life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate dark chocolate and that's okay. It, <laughs> you know, it kind of makes everyone happy in our life, in our family when I, eat it. So I think it's little things and big things. <laughs> um, you, you alluded to earlier that you're um, training for another race and I believe it's your 13th full. Is that correct? Yes. Where mm -hmm. are you running it? Eau Claire. Oh, um, ooh, cool. back. Yeah. I may or may not have told Sarah I'd work at the, another mother runner. Oh, yes. Yes. You did tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, the half marathon and the full marathon, it was only a $5 difference. Oh my gosh. Well, That's not why you made the decision to run a full, is it? Um, it made me put it as a poll in my Instagram stories <laughs> <laughs> and I had people decide for me. And my 15 year old niece um, said that I should do the full. And I thought, Hey, if she thinks I'm cool enough that she's looking at my Instagram stories and she's voting, I'm going to do what she wants me to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Cause I have a lot of teenage nieces and nephews and whenever they comment on my posts, I'm like, yes, like I'm actually writing things and posting things that they're interested in, or maybe they're just doing it to be nice, but I'm with yeah. you. I think that's a good decision. Yeah. And maybe it's motivating her. I don't know. It yeah. just gave me a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Not, I think you're a pushover, Leah. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you <laughs> well, agreed to work our booth and you're going to run the full for that reason. So yeah. yeah. And I, I haven't run a full since thousand, what year? 18? Yeah. I took a year off of um, full marathons and long distance in 2019 after my 50 miler. And I thought I needed the rest. And instead it just, it wasn't good for me. I like running. I need to run for my sanity. So uh -huh. I think I needed just to do a full, I have no time, you know, any goals um, except for to have fun. So it's just getting back out there, getting my mileage back up. And I just needed more people to give me a little bit of push. So oh, yeah. nice. Nice. some accountability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Leah. It was great talking with you. Yep. Thank you. Bye Have bye. a good day. Our next guest is Christiana Cook. She's a mother runner in Severna Park, Maryland. She has three school age sons and she is a roll out of bed and go kind of gal. Uh, <laughs> I am. Yes. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Christiana, tell us um, the ages of your sons and which grades they're in. My oldest is 14. His name is Kenny and he is in eighth grade. And then Cooper is 11 in fifth and Charlie is, oh no, sorry, Cooper's in sixth grade and Charlie's in fourth grade. Time flies. You know what I'm saying? Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> um, and one thing we always like to ask our guests is what your running background is. So tell us about, you know, how you've evolved as a runner and what you're, what you're doing these days in the running sure, arena. Sure. I, I think I had two phases of my, my running evolution. Um, the first one was in my mid-20s. I was working as an actress, and I had put on a little pudge, and the director I was working with suggested very 
um, gently but firmly that I slimmed down a bit. And mm. I literally put on a pair of like tennis shoes and went out the door for my first run. And I made it a block and I was sitting on the curb just about to die. And I thought, oh my goodness, people really do this. <laughs> and so I kept at it. And um, in a couple of weeks, I ran my first mile and I was celebrating like I had just won an Olympic gold medal. It was just <laughs> exhilarating. Uh -huh, and, as, um, as I should have. And I, you know, I, I kind of ran recreationally through my, my late twenties, early thirties. But I didn't really, really start running until after I had all three of my sons. And I think it was truly an act of self-preservation. I had three boys in five years and my husband worked long hours and I was really seeking just some time for myself where I could think. And so I started getting up really, really early and we lived in the historic district in Annapolis at the time and mm. the city was so beautiful in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so I would get up at five and literally sneak out the door so that I could just have a little bit of time before the babies woke up mm -hmm. and before my husband left for work mm -hmm. just to breathe. And I really, that's when I fell in love with running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so many, I'm sure so many women listening are nodding along and being like, yes, yes, I know what she means. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Have yeah. you watched Brittany runs a marathon by the way? Not yet. No, I have uh, it on my list. I yeah, you should watch it because it definitely, um, you know, it's the same story. She takes her first step and is dying at the end of the block. And then she finally makes it a mile. And it it sounds a little similar to yours and probably many people's um, beginnings mm -hmm. of their mm -hmm. running mm -hmm. careers. And I do have to make a side tangent. So should I be looking you up on IMDb after this? <laughs> no, unfortunately, my acting career spanned all of the... Um, far reaches of the Washington DC area, like far away out of Washington DC okay. <laughs> and um, nothing notable, but um, hence the reason I am no longer a professional actor. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, so what time does your alarm go off? And um, you know, so you told us that you roll out of bed and go like, like, how do you do that? Cause I just didn't, I just marvel at people who can do that. Like how many minutes from when your feet hit the floor until you're out the door? So when my kids were babies, it was truly like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I would, I would slide out from under the covers because I didn't want to wake up my husband and mm -hmm. I didn't want to wake up our Weimar honor. And I would crawl. I'm not joking. I would crawl to the edge of the carpet <laughs> and tiptoe down the stairs. And I knew which stair creaked and I would hop over it, go in the kitchen. I would drink, you know, a few sips of coffee and pull clothes out of the dryer, just like whatever I could mash together and leave. And that was my entire morning routine. <laughs> now that my kids are a little more, um, you know, self-sustaining, I typically for an early morning run, get up between five and five thirty, and I will go down now and actually have a real cup of coffee before I go. But, um, I just, for me, a lot of the times it was a matter of if the kids woke up before I left, I couldn't leave. Mm -hmm. And so my entire motivation was just once I get out the door, I will wake up. <laughs> and, um, you know, the older I get now it's, it's kind of creaky starting off, you know, my first mile is probably two minutes slower than all the rest of them. But, um, you know, I, it's just like, as soon as the, the air hits your face and as soon as the roads in front of you, just, it's like my eyes are wide open. I can breathe and I just feel great. And I'm so glad I got up. 
Mm-hmm. I was definitely that way too. When my kids were really little, I'm like, the only thing I care about, I don't care what I'm wearing. I don't even care if I brush <laughs> my teeth. I just need to get out of the house before one of those little girls runs down the stairs and throws a fit that I'm leaving. Um, exactly. So that was the whole goal. I agree. Like sometimes you just got to roll with it and get out there or else you're never going to, it's never going to get done. It's never going to happen. And my trick was always, I had to get back in before they woke up too. <gasps> Same. I wanted to like enjoy my <laughs> cup of coffee and water before I wake up. That's the best part exactly, of the Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it really was very calculated at that point of, you know, sneaking out, sneaking in. How long, how long can I get away with running today? You know? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, I was going to say that there's, this reminded me though of one thing when I, as I said, I posted on Facebook to, to find guests. And one woman said that she, she also has young kids and that they would get upset when they'd wake up and find that she was gone in the morning and they wouldn't know where she was. Like, a, like they couldn't remember from the day before that mom goes running. So if mom isn't in bed, that's where she is. So oh, she would leave um, and they couldn't you know, read. I mean, I don't know, they were two, three years old. And so she would leave her pillow at the top of the stairs. And that was a sign that mom has gone running and mom will be back. And she said that there were times it was so cute. Um, She said there were times she would come back from her run and there would be one of her kids curled up on the pillow asleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like an illustration from like a 1950s children's book or something. Seriously, that's so cute. Yeah. That's a genius idea though. I like it. It is. I know, right? Because it doesn't take any time. Like she doesn't have to every, oh, good morning, sunshine. You know, mama's gone out to run. You know, it's just like, hey, pillow here, go. I'm out. I'm done. Yep. It doesn't make any sound when it hits the floor. It's genius. Seriously. I will be back. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Do you typically run by yourself or? Or with friends or with your Weimariner? I I was a solo runner up until this past year. And I actually found a local mom's running group Mm. and started running with other people for the first time. And it's been a game changer. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. And the runs go so much faster and just so much more enjoyable. I think what, what shifted for me was that sort of panic of having tiny kids and needing alone time. Mm-hmm. to now um, craving this, you know, strong female company. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as desperate for alone time now that my kids are a bit older. And now that they're in school during the day, I don't have that desperate need for that hour by myself. Mm-hmm. And so I have just now started running with other people a few, a few times a week. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a kind of, you know, next stage in my, my running adventures. Yeah. Yeah, that's such it. a good point with the time, like by yourself in your head. Cause that's the way that I always was too. But now that my kids are in school, I mean, my, you know, my favorite part of the day is when I drop them off and I come back and I have a quiet house. And so that's mm-hmm. when I get my alone time, but you know, chatting with my friends when I'm running is, mm-hmm. is just so much fun and makes the time go by so quickly. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. So how do you, do you, I mean, your kids are, your sons are obviously a little bit older, but I'm sure they still need help finding their shoes, getting out the door. Um, how do you, how do you juggle all of that in the morning between your run and getting off to work or what's it's kind of ugly. Weird? I'll be honest. It's a mad <laughs> scramble. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> this morning I actually got home eight minutes. I, I always try to get home at 7am on the mm-hmm. dot, if not sooner. And this morning I got home at 7.08 and I was cringing as I walked in the door. I had my knock scares flashing. My headlamp was on. My flashlight was in my hand. I'm panting, I'm dripping in sweat. And I 
I walk in the door and they're all like looking for cereal, you know, like where's mom, where's the cereal? <laughs> so it is, it's, it is a morning scramble, but, um, you know, I think it makes them stronger. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's also so funny because you said eight minutes and I think in the, the larger scheme of thing, eight minutes, it's like, Oh, no problem. I'm like, Oh my gosh, eight minutes. I totally hear you. I get it. Eight minutes. <laughs> eight I know minutes. That, that morning time is like serious business. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So Every we, second counts. yeah. So we need to, to circle back to when your boys were younger and you would crawl on hands and knees to get out the door <laughs> at, so quickly. And you'd only have a couple sips of coffee. So mm-hmm. I, I got to ask, would, would there be poop produced before? before you went out or was it just like, I just got to get out the door and I'll deal with it. I totally knew you were going to ask that. I was actually myself because I don't normally talk about that unless it's with my three sons who talk about poop 24 um, seven. Yes. And that was, that was completely in line with my act of desperation of getting out the door. I knew what I had to produce. I knew how much time I had. And, you know, biologically, I just was in sync. So, yes. <laughs> you were programmed. You made it I was, all happen. Yes, exactly. I was a well-oiled machine. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I'm so glad. So glad I didn't disappoint by, uh, I'm glad I asked about poop. So that's good. So, <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us and, and um, over sharing with us. It was fun, Christiana. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Take care. <laughs> okay. You too. Bye-bye. Our next guest is Nicole Pilach. She is chapter leader of the San Jose Moms Run This Town. Woo woo! And she, she she gets up. Nicole gets up an hour before she leaves for her run, and including when she drives fifteen minutes to meet for a group run. So we got to hear about Nicole's morning routine. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Good. Yay! We're excited to have you. Tell us a little bit about your kids. How many do you have, and what ages are they? Yeah, so I have three girls. They are 9, 11, and 13. The oldest is my stepdaughter, and um, they are all very active. I have three girls as well. There's, it's, it's fun, right? Um, but the act, yes. <laughs> They're a little bit yeah, younger, sure so I'm, a, I'm nervous about the 13-year-old age, but it's been okay so far. <laughs> Yeah, the the nine-year-old is probably my, she's a handful. She has so much energy and she's so passionate about life that she's our, she's our little troublemaker. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> so tell us a little about your running background. How, when did you kind of start running and what, ha- how has it evolved over the years? So I started running after I had my nine-year-old, um, you know, like, a lot of women trying to get the baby weight off. And um, in order to kind of motivate myself to get out there, I, I started, you know, following a training plan. And then I signed up for the Nike Women's Marathon in San Francisco. Mm. I had never run a race before. <laughs> um, I kind of went all in. And um, after I hit like mile 22, I told myself I was never doing this again. Of course, as soon of course. As I the, yeah, as soon as I crossed the finish line, I was like, okay, when's my next race? <laughs> what you, what year was that? Um, that was 2011 or 2012. I can't remember. Oh, okay. So a little bit later than when Tim and I ran it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. 
All right. So an hour, an hour before. Okay. First of all, what time does at your at least an hour? Before. At least wow. at least an hour before. Okay. Yeah. So what time do you typically set your alarm for? So if I'm going to run at seven o'clock in the morning, I set my alarm for five. Wow. And this, this is on the weekends. For some reason, I cannot get myself up early on weekdays to get out and run. Mm. Um, it's, it's super weird. But on weekends, I set my alarm for five o'clock for seven o'clock. And then it, that gives me, you know, time to hit snooze a couple times. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I always build in oh, time I'm so for not, snoozing. I'm so not a snooze button person at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I think the snooze button is like the devil's invention. Oh God, I love I, it I so agree. much. I love it. I agree. It's horrible. And I take advantage of it every single morning. <laughs> <laughs> but after I, I hit it a couple times, I, I have my coffee maker set to start coffee when my alarm clock goes off. So at least, you know, if I hit my snooze button once, I know I'll have a hot pot of coffee out there. Um, I will go and grab my coffee mm -hmm. and sit down in front of the TV, turn the news on and just kind of veg out for a little bit. I'm like, my body is moving, but my brain is not awake. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the coffee is to kind of help get things moving in the morning because I have very sensitive, anxious stomach. It doesn't matter mm. what I'm doing. If I'm running with a group of people or if I'm running a race or getting on a podcast with you, lovely women, <laughs> my stomach is like <laughs> crazy. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Sarah, before you text me, I started getting a stomach ache like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is not happening. I'm not sure I've ever had a guest <laughs> that we made the poop. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm very, this is, means a lot to me. <laughs> Super excited to be here. My work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, I grab my coffee. I sit down on the couch and I just veg. I don't think I'm even watching TV or listening to it. I'm just sitting there uh -huh. drinking coffee um, you know, waiting for things to get going. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes my daughter will wake up really early and she'll come sit down next to me and she'll try to have a conversation with me, but I'm still not ready for that. <laughs> so not talk after 8 a.m. until 8 a.m. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't talk until the coffee's gone. Um, and then, you know, if I'm feeling like it or if I didn't do it the night before, I will, I'll, you know, go check my running vest to make sure I have everything in there. The wipes, just in case, um, my, my mace, my, um, my earbuds, just everything that I'll need for, for the run the next morning. And then, um, yeah, I kind of go on, go about my business and <laughs> make sure I'm taking care of everything. Yeah. Um, because I have had one incident in all these years of running where, my stomach was just like, yeah, it's not happening today. You're, you're going to, you're going to use the tree. <laughs> um, and that was before a really long 20 mile run um, oh training for Chicago marathon in September. It was, I think it was my last long run before that race. <clears throat> and I was driving and, um, you know, I was passing Starbucks. It was like 6.30 in the morning. I was passing Starbucks going, I know they're open. I should stop. No, it's okay. It'll, it'll go away. And then um, I got to the trail and sure enough, you know, I guess I, I just 
didn't give myself enough time. I was, um, I found myself behind a tree and I joined the, I joined the club <laughs> and I, and I really hope that's the last time, the, wow. the first and last time that that, that issue happens. Wow. Well, wow. you gotta that go, you gotta exactly, go. I know. Right. And that is exactly why my coffee routine is the way it is. Every, every pre-run. Yeah. Did you, I ran Chicago this past year too. My first. Oh, it was so nice. Marathon. Um, it was nice. Was that, how many marathons have you run? You ran Nike uh, and then. Yeah, that would have been my fifth and okay. my second time running Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was such a gorgeous day. It was, it was fun. It was perfect weather. Yeah, totally. Um, going back to you vegging on the couch, which I love, and I mm-hmm. think is such a great idea. Is there like a particular show that you watch or are you just turning it on to kind of distract your mind so that your body can do what it needs to do to get out the door? I'm kind of a creature of habit. So I turn on our local news station okay. um, just to kind of watch, or I said, I don't really watch or listen to it, but my intention is to kind of catch up on things. Okay. Um, and this is kind of like my everyday thing. That's what I do every morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you drive nearly a half hour round trip to run with your buddies, which in my world, that's a, that's a long way to drive. So, you know, talk, do. yeah. So how does that motivate you? How does that, you know, how's that part of your morning routine? Um, so the only way that I'm going to get out there and drive 15 minutes is, is if I have somebody to meet with. So I'm really, really thankful that I've, I found this group, the MRTT group in San Jose and, um, you know, we're able to connect with each other and meet whatever, you know, just for the regular run or for training runs, whatever. But, um, 15 minutes, I used to live by, um, a trailhead where I could walk out of my house and half a mile away. I would jump on the trail and I could run, you know, over 20 miles. It was, that's a dream, you know, something that that I totally took advantage of. Yeah. Took advantage of it and took it for granted because then Mm. we moved to a downtown area of San Jose, um, somewhere that I wasn't familiar with and just not as, not as safe to run by yourself as, Mm. as the last place that we lived in. Um, so yeah, I'll drive 15 minutes to meet with my group and, um, that's just because, you know, I wanted to find safety in the group and then learn different areas to run different trails. These, these moms have been running together for years. And then, you know, I came in and, and started to, to lead with, um, the other chapter leaders, but they've, they've kind of shown me like, um, new trails and where to run and, and secrets and, Hmm. and all those things. But yeah, they're, they're my motivation to get up that early and get out there because they, they will sometimes start at 630 in the morning on weekends to get their mileage in and they're mm-hmm. super dedicated mm-hmm. way more than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that I found them. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you don't get up early during the week to run. What is kind of your routine during the week then? Do you run after you drop the kids off or? So I usually run after work if I'm going to. I tried for a little bit to run in the mornings and it's mm-hmm. just not my thing. I yeah. like my morning, my weekday morning routine is get up, have my coffee, sit on the couch. I check emails for work. Mm-hmm. Um and then um 
And then what do I do? I, that, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get the kids to school and I'll, I'll find time to run after work. I'll, I'll do my best to schedule it where, you know, there's not meetings in the afternoons. I work with a really busy hardware team. So a lot of our, my directors are just constantly busy and, you know, getting pings all the time. I support them. So for me to find time to run, I really have to like schedule it in around their meetings or, you know, it, like I did last night, I had planned to get off of work early, go run before I cooked dinner. And then things just kind of domino affected from there and I wasn't able to do it. So I'm, I finally got home at seven o'clock and I was sitting there and I was continuing to work and talking myself out of it going, well, tomorrow's my rest day. I can just swap this for my rest day. And I'm like literally talking out loud, telling myself, okay, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, no, you know, you're not going to run tomorrow. So get up, get out there. And I did, I was able, you know, motivate myself to get out there, um, get my mileage done. I'm training, I'm training for, uh, the Silicon Valley half marathon in April. I'm running okay. with my best friend. Oh, nice. So I, I got to find time to get those miles in. Yeah. I think yeah. that's so great. I mean, most people, myself included, would just continue sitting there or finding any other excuse than to get out and run at 7 p.m. at night. So good for you for getting yeah. it done. Yeah, thank you. It, yeah. Usually that's that's what I do. I'll just kind of give up and <laughs> find another time to do it. But last night I was, I found that motivation I needed. So I was able to do it. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for sharing with us, Nicole. We've enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. Love chatting. Bye-bye. Our final guest is Magdalena Donahue from New Mexico. She is a two-time Olympic marathon trials qualifier. She's a geologist and a mom of two young girls, and she is pregnant with baby number three, a son due in June. And have to brag on her for a minute, Magdalena ran the 2012 trials while 12 weeks pregnant and then ran the 2016 marathon trials 16 weeks after, after the birth of her second daughter. Um, so we will find out whether, um, she's running the trials at the end of February. Um, so welcome for, welcome to the show, Magdalena. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. <laughs> My mind is just blown. Um, the fact that you ran with, you know, pregnant, I never did. And then 16 weeks after the birth of your second daughter, you ran the marathon trials. Um, I'm very impressed. So would love to know a little bit more about your running background and how you ramped up to, you know, that level of, of running. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a good question. <laughs> it really is. Um, <laughs> no, um, so I, I have been running uh, for since I was in high school. I, I came from a strong running background. My dad was the 1980 Olympic marathon trials uh, oh. winner and the American um, marathon record holder for a while back in the oh. 80s. And so well, that's very oh, cool. I, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up like running and, uh, and seeing a lot of running. I didn't actually start like competing until I was in, in, uh, I think the eighth grade after I, I, I failed miserably out of the high jump and the mm -hmm. discus in track and field. And I was finally decided that I should, I should, uh, realize that I, I really was better just with two feet on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I ran through high school. I ran through college. I went to the university, university of Oregon, oh, um, nice. which was, yeah, which was great. So go ducks. Uh -huh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and it's a very strong, very strong running school. So you must be a very gifted runner. 
Um, yeah, I, I went, yeah, I, I was there. I was drawn there primarily uh, for the athletics. I went for academics and had a great time there as well um, and, and started my, my route into geology and art mm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so I was, I was competitive and, um, I love competing. I just, I love it. I love mm. everything about competing. I love the training. I love the racing. I love the feeling afterwards, whether it happened to turn out the way you like or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, so I've been pretty driven by that my whole life, um, being, being quite competitive. Um, and then post collegiately, I, I uh, gave up on running. I stopped. I was terribly injured at the end of my fifth year and um, and kind of gave up on running. And um, that didn't last for very long. But um, but I took about a year off from running right after college and really threw myself into my master's program, which really I just hiked around a whole lot. So because I was doing <laughs> field geology, so it was like perfect transition as you know as a great field geologist at that point <laughs> um and uh and um yeah and so and that is what um so I did that and then um trying to think here timeline wise I did that and then I decided no I actually wanted to to keep running so I went and I tried out for the 2008 trials I actually got married and my husband and I moved back to Oregon and um we uh you know I did nothing fabulous in 2008 except realize that I was a terrible full-time professional runner. Um, I got really bored and I just realized that doing nothing but running and lifting and napping and stretching just does like didn't in no way suited my personality type. And, um, and so I, I quickly went back to the working land and then, got bored working. So I went back to graduate school again <laughs> and, uh, and worked my way through my PhD. Um, and, and then that brings it to, to the kind of the more modern, more, more recent consistent racing, which is I moved up to the marathon distance. I'd been in the five and 10,000 meters before and, um, and really found like a deep love for the marathon. Um, and I found a, a coach that I liked who's local and uh, we're friends and we're, you know, we're, we've been friends for 10 years now, which is pretty rad. Um, and she has, has helped guide me through a couple of these um, long, long marathon buildups, which, um, which has been pretty cool. So, yeah. So, and then in 2000, I qualified for the 2012 trials in 2011 mm-hmm. um, at the Eugene Marathon. Actually, it was a very Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes. Yes, exactly. Where U of O is. Uh I know. I knew all the good restaurants and, um, (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty key (laughs) and, um, and all the coffee shops as well. Um, so that was really fun. So I qualified for that. And then, um, and surprisingly surprised myself and my husband, and we found out that we were pregnant in December, mid December before the 2012 trials, which were in January. And, um, and we had kind of been trying to get pregnant for a few years and, and it wasn't really working. So we'd kind of given up on that idea. And then, um, I was at a big national meeting presenting, uh, some of my graduate findings and, um, and I was like, God, I feel really sick. Mm-hmm. And I left like four days early. I left the conference and flew home wow. and was like, you know what? I think actually I should maybe, maybe I'm 
not just sick. It's not just the end of finals week and I'm really stressed out. And, um, and so I found out we were pregnant and I was, I was running that, uh, the time, uh, with Brooks, uh-huh. Brooks running company, and they were supportive and gave me a larger size up because I very nice I, uh, needed some, a larger kit at short mm-hmm. notice to compete in the trials. And I, I was in terrible shape at that time because, um, the first trimester had really just hit me hard and I was leveled. Like, I, I don't think I, I mean, I, Literally, like I was so, 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 so sick. Um, so I, how did you manage that? I mean, when you, cause I felt like death during the first 12 weeks of my pregnancies, did you actually get out there and still run or were you like, I just can't do it today? I mean, how, what did that look like? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that time it pretty much was like death and I did yes. not do much. I ran a little bit and it was just awful. So I pretty mm-hmm. much laid on the couch. It was, you know, I was in school, so I was very flexible. So and my advisor at the time was in Egypt doing some geology work there. So I laid on the couch for like a month and a half. And, um, and I got really nauseated, um, like opening my eyeballs and stuff. So running was really hard. But, um, but I thought, you know, I qualified. This has really been like a very long-term goal. Um, we were really excited. It was in Los Angeles, uh, or excuse me, it was in Houston. And, um, and my my parents and a couple of my siblings had were like going to fly out and, and, uh, and watch and kind of cheer me on. So I was like, well, I should probably go and, and celebrate this as long as I can. And so I did, I ran about half of the, the trials and then I dropped out. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was pretty um, happy with that because going from like six weeks off to, wow, you know, Olympic trials marathon pace was, was fairly Ooh. brutal. So yeah, that's uh, an understatement. Yeah. yeah, but it was exciting. You know, it's so like, it's such a thrilling race. It's such a big, like the excitement is just so huge. And yeah. so, um, so that was, you know, it was definitely something that I was excited to be doing. So, yeah. So, yeah. so, so are, are you running the trials on February 29th? I am not, okay. I did not, I did not qualify and I did okay. not try to qualify this year. Yeah. I, Interestingly enough, in the 2016 trials, I did run when my second daughter was just a few months old. Mm-hmm. And then I competed to, or I continued to compete after that February mm-hmm. um, in 2016. And I did mm-hmm. some pretty serious uh, pelvic floor mm-hmm. damage and pelvic, like pubic symphysis joint damage. And mm-hmm. it has taken like three years of PT to even be able to feel comfortable running again. Wow. So. Yeah, or I guess maybe two years. I've been running for about a year now pretty happily. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I thought I might ramp up to it. I had some racing fall goals and that got scratched by baby number three. So mm-hmm. we're uh, we're gonna, definitely going to be watching this trials. <laughs> 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 it hasn't dampened my enthusiasm. I'm loving it. I, I have several friends who are running, close friends as well as racing friends. And it's just really thrilling. So. Um, but I am pretty happy to not be, uh, raising yeah, this, this yeah. February. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've deserved your couch time to watch your friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, ice cream yeah, exactly. So what does your morning routine look like? Like what time do you wake up? Um, and then, you know, what do you do before you get out for a run? Do you drink coffee, water, um, and yeah. kind of, yeah, walk us through that. Yeah. Um, so I am a morning runner pretty much mm-hmm. have been forever. 
Um, and then now with a busier life of children and family and school and jobs, uh, the morning is just what makes sense. As well as if you've ever been to Albuquerque, you know that for six months of the year, it's beautiful and you could run any hours of the day, maybe even five months of the year. The other seven <laughs> months, there's no way you run after like 9 a.m. because it's way too hot. Oh, okay. um, so, so I'm an early morning runner and I am generally a very early morning runner. So I get up um, and then if I'm running pretty regularly, I'm up and out the door by five or five fifteen. Um, so I relish my sleep and kind of guard it very jealously. So I pretty much will wake up at four forty-five or five. Um, wake up, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, kind of splash water on my face, uh, put on my running clothes, which I usually lay out in the bathroom the night before, uh, just to minimize, you know, missing things. Mm -hmm. And um, and then kind of go into the kitchen, have a drink of water, and I put my shoes on and I'm out the door. And it's usually about 15, 20 minutes maximum if I get distracted by social media or something like that. Um, uh, so, but it's pretty quick. I'm not, even even in like really heavy marathon training time, maybe at sometimes then I'll have, um, you know, a cup of juice in addition to some water. Um, but I am a fairly minimal routine in the morning. The past, uh, the past couple of years, I've become very diligent. Um, I forgot this one step. Sorry. I, during my gulping of water, I generally do some like glute and pelvic stability strength exercises. That's what, that's what I want to hear about that. You told, uh, in email, you talked about glute activation. And so I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, well, as as most runners know, you know, activating your most athletes actually activating your glutes is very um, popular right now um, for for good reason, right? Every you know, tons of physiological research goes into um, you know firing up and making sure your glutes are are acting properly. Um, and so, so the the routine that I do, I have a very extensive routine, but I also have a, in the mornings. It's generally like a three minute routine I have. Hmm. Um, I do some clamshells with a little stretchy rubber band. So lay down mm-hmm. on my kitchen floor, put the rubber band around my knees and do a set of like 20 clamshells on either side. And then must, I do. Um, you must have a clean kitchen floor. <laughs> well, I have his thinking. I have dog hair all over. Me I say, I'm not sure I want to lay on my kitchen floor. <laughs> well, it's, it's dark and there's been no coffee, and there, you know, there is a golden retriever who's there, generally very eagerly awaiting my departure. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, so it's a good thing I'm. I'm generally I generally run alone, so you know, there's no judgment that early in the morning. Yeah, it's it's dirty. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, you know, it's not so bad. If it were, I would. That's too gross. Uh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, yeah, but, you don't uh, think about it too much. Yeah, no, we'll just go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I do like I don't know what the name of it is, but there I kind of trace a, a J. I lay on the on you know one side. And I bend my, if I'm laying on my left side, I bend my left knee, um, get kind of a nice neutral spine. And then I use, extend the upper leg. So extend the right leg and trace a kind of a backwards J, kind of trying to extend that extended leg as far as I can. 
up and backwards behind me. And that's just another, reaches another part of your, you know, your glutes and your, it requires some core stability. Hmm. Um, And then I flip over onto my back on the kitchen floor, which is gleaming Hmm. and pristine. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, you know, I could probably eat my breakfast toast off of it. Just kidding. (laughs) But, um, and then I do some, some glute bridges again Uh with the uh, stretchy band. And those are, you know, pretty standard and basic. Um, and I generally like do a set of 12 to 15 of those and I hold them for, you know, four or five seconds on each one. And then the key for me that I've found through most of my, um, pelvis work has been at the bottom of that. So when I'm laying with my back all the way on the floor, I really have to work to press my low back down and like really set that spine and pelvis Mm. together. And then that activates, you know, my core and then I use my glutes and can, you know, if I get fancy, I can put some hamstring activation work into there too. Mm. But, but mm-hmm. generally there's no time for fancy in the morning. Right. <laughs> so, so I do that. And then, um, and then um, if I feel excited again, I'll throw in some of the kind of the bird dog balancing mm. sure. exercises where you'll extend, you know, your right arm and your left leg at the same time while you're on all mm-hmm. fours. Um but that one generally gets the, the short end of the stick because I'm generally trying to get out the door so that I'm back by 6.15 or 6.30 before my kids wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if if your girls were to wake up before you got out the back door, is is it all over but the crying by then? Like, are you able or yes. are you able to say, no, no, yes. no, honey, go back to bed. I'll, I'll mama will be back. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're getting better at it and their, their sleep is getting more consistent, which is actually a huge boon. Um, and now they'll probably crawl in with my husband. They'll just go to bed with him if, if they see me getting up. But in general, no, it's really like part of the laying out of the clothes and like being very quiet. We live in a very tiny house. So there's, you know, it's, you know, you hear everything. And, um, and so I am very stealthy and very, very (laughs) quiet in the morning, (laughs) you know, which probably is part of why I don't make coffee or something like that. Um, but, uh, but no, I generally try to slip out without notice under the radar as much as I can. When I was still nursing, I would generally try to nurse right before and then put the baby down and she would generally sleep. The second baby was much more sleepy. And so she was a lot easier to, to get up. But at that point, to settle. Yeah. Yeah. But at that point too, I generally, even that I was running much earlier, even like four fifteen, because that was when she would wake up and I knew I had like a nurse her, she'd wake up, I would nurse her and I had like an hour. And so if it was like four o'clock, I'd be like, okay, well, I better go run now. This is when I'm going to get it in. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you are also a running coach. I understand. Yes. Um, what advice would you give or do you give morning runners about routine? I mean, how important is it? And, you know, just any other final pieces of advice that you can share with our community? Yeah. Um, the, I think the biggest piece of advice is to find something that works for you. So, um, I mean, what works for me doesn't work for like the woman who I will often meet to run and she needs a more extensive, um, PT routine and she definitely can't run without a cup of coffee beforehand. And so, um, yeah, whereas, and I think that's really common. Whereas for me, if I have a cup of coffee, 
a lot of times if I'm just on a regular run, I'm much too amped for that. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I can't settle quite enough. Um, and so the biggest piece of advice that I have is just find something that works for you. And also if you're going on something that's over an hour, you know, don't be shy to have, you know, a cup of juice. If you, you know, you heard me say, I just, unless I'm going over 90 minutes, I pretty much just drink some water. But in general, for the average person, I think that that's, um, I would counsel to have, have some juice or have some electrolyte beverage or a cup of coffee that just makes it a lot more comfortable for your run if your stomach can. Mm-hmm. So find something that's that's good for you and makes you excited to get out the door. Because if you dread your routine or you don't have it like worked out or it's not as streamlined as possible, you know, the, your child will wake up or your, you know, you won't have your shoes or you'll have only one sock or something like that. <laughs> so set everything up to make it as fail proof and as streamlined as possible. So even if it's an hour's worth of routine after, you know, you drop your kids off at school or something like that, or if you're going at lunchtime or later in the day, just make it as easy as few, you know, the fewest number of decisions that you can make as possible so that you can maintain consistency with your running because, you know, it's dark and cold in the morning and it's pretty easy to listen to that call to go back into bed if you don't have your socks or jacket or mittens or whatever it might be at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. That is, yeah. that is fabulous parting advice. Thank you, Magdalena. <laughs> that really, you. really, really wonderful to hear your story. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I just love hearing the, the everybody's routines are so different and uh, you know, there's a few themes there's, there's the poop theme, but other than that, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody has their own thing. So <laughs> there's not one way or a wrong way. I mean, it's kind of what works for you, whatever you need to do to get out the door is, is kind of your routine, right? Yep. Yep. Just like Magdalena said, that's good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, be sure you are subscribed to the AMR newsletter. Um, Katie, you know this. We have so many great things coming up on our website and in our newsletter, including a massive giveaway that involves a trip to Florida to stay at the, wait for it, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. So fancy. Uh, And I think it's so fun that you announced it. Yes, that is a great one. Yeah. It is Awesome. Yes, yes. So and you and I worked together to put put that giveaway together. So and you you head it all up. So um, so I wanted to give it a shout out. So so everybody to find out about that, you need to be getting our newsletter, we now send out our newsletter every Tuesday and Friday. So it will not flood your email inbox. Um, to subscribe, go to anothermotherrunner.com, click on inside AMR on the top navigation and the first item on the drop down menu is subscribe to newsletter. Or if you've never visited our site before, first of all, shame on you. But second, <laughs> second, um, you'll be greeted by a pop up that asks you to register and voila, there it is. So um, and please remember to send in your voice memos um, about your why you love running those messages. And again, that, those go to bammer at anothermotherrunner.com, B-A-M-R at anothermotherrunner.com. And I guess I should give a deadline for those. How about I need those by February 5th, please. Um, thank you. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Happy miles.